Welcome, Wombat Folk and Trolls, Sorcerers and Orcs, to Rated RPG, the fantasy role-playing podcast where we toss dice and have fun adventures with our friends. This is the Valley of Green Gold, Episode 15. When we last left our party, they had split up. Bunny and Clubhead had gone off in search of Mayor Scout Schellenberg to talk about the dog problem, and Wendell and Silbeth stayed behind at the Hillside Inn. They were going to solve that bird problem, moving the baby bird nest so that Batima, the wombat folk innkeeper's uh, guest, would not be upset with her. They achieved that goal, and they wandered off with Batima to go find lodging at Rokan's Respite. But Bunny and Clubhead, you guys don't know any of that. What what have you been up to? After you left the Hillside Inn, where did you go? First, what we did was we ran into a guy called Alcan the Impossibilist, and if we got his riddle right, we'd get a reward. It was a really easy riddle. I felt Bunny was like, okay, I'm not the sharpest tool in the drawer and I got it right away, pal. This might not be the job for you. <laughs> so that was kind of the first thing we did and we got a, a small diamond for it. And thank you to Sean Henry for submitting All Can the Impossibilist. Well, then uh, Celine Whiteheath showed up. Yeah. That, that like German lady who Clubhead uh, immediately recognized as being kind of a bully. And she told us that this guy, Alain Coltan, uh, wanted to to speak with us, so we went over to his place, and then he told Clubhead that he owed him a hundred gold. Yep. And and not only that, but he killed Clubhead's family, the the family of fungus that he grew inside of that barrel on the way over on the ship. Yeah, the rations. Mm-hmm. And uh, Clubhead didn't really take that very well. I mean, it was understandable. Yeah. Yeah. How did Bunny's interaction with Alan Coltan go? First off, it was very noticeable. This guy had money because he had these very luxurious chairs. It was the first thing that uh, Bunny's eyes got caught towards. He loves a, a good furniture set, you know? Um, And then during the whole ordeal, it was kind of like trying to put out a, a slowly growing fire because Clubhead finds out that he lost his family. Also, we're kind of being extorted. Yeah. It was just a bad introduction to a new person. You never want to meet someone and be like, hey, I killed your family and you owe me money. Just terrible first impression. I hate it when that happens. God, it's the worst. <laughs> he told us that we could pay him back by collecting beer bottles for a beer barian. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Skull, the beer barian. Yeah. So we, we, had, we basically got a job from him, collect those beer bottles. Celine Whiteheath was submitted by John W. Mangrum. And thank you to Mage for submitting a land called Tan. So then you finally made your way to the three-story tower where Scout Schellenberg, the mayor of Merchant Harbor, resides or works. It's called the Archive. He was quite paranoid, it turns out. Yes. Because when we were going up there, it was like, you know, this long, uh, winding staircase. And he was a little bit freaked out when uh, he saw Clubhead because Clubhead's all covered in fungus. And apparently he's got a bunch of ancient books up there in the archives that he doesn't want to get all fungus. But Clubhead did happen to notice there was like fungal in the like wood and the missing space I believe, right? Yeah. It was like somewhere along the line. Yeah. So, uh, I think we came to a kind of treaty where um, you asked your pals not to encroach further up. Yeah. And we were able to, like, get help and information from him. And we've also found out he does not like a land since dude showed up. He's kind of been, like, the secret emperor of the whole, like, neighborhood. Yeah. And he's not a fan for obvious reasons. So, he would be on our side if we were to make a move against the land. Even though he's not really a fighter, so to speak, he'd give us, you know, approval. Yeah, those two don't get along. In fact, you found out that Scout Schellenberg just barely won an election for mayor against Alain Coltan. So there's there's no love lost there. But you guys did ingratiate yourself to him by telling that fungus yeah. to not go any further up the tower. So... So he opened up to you about the dog problem. Do you remember what he told you? Yeah, so it turns out that he is a cat person, uh, <laughs> the mayor, and doesn't have a particular love for dogs. So he was okay with us just, you know, killing all of the dogs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he did say that the the other people of the town might not look at it as um, in a neutral way if we just started, yeah. I guess, bashing random dogs' heads in. Yeah. But he kind of was like, live and let live, <laughs> as far as he was concerned. Yeah. yeah. Scout Schellenberg submitted by Kate Slauson. So we still have the dog problem to deal with, but if worse comes to worse, we can just murder them all. So. At the end of the day, I can just pile drive <laughs> as many Pomeranians as I can get my hands on. Yeah. <laughs> 
And you guys asked the mayor where you might find a hundred glass bottles, and he suggested that you go see someone who lives in the moist lands to the south of town. Do you remember that character's name? Moss Ass. <laughs> Moss Ass. <laughs> so we, we got to go meet Moss Ass to get a hundred bottles to meet the beer baron. Right. And that's kind of, I think, on a quicker time frame than the dogs. People, the dogs have been here forever, so... Uh, I think we were going to head towards Moss Ass. One thing that you guys noticed as you were at the base of the archive is that right next door, there is a tavern. It is called the Greasy Lizard. <laughs> and you have heard loud sounds, shouting, raucous behavior inside. But it's like lunchtime. It should not be that rowdy in a tavern in a small town at lunchtime. But eh, nonetheless, it is. Huh. Where do you go now? I would think we'd want to grab at least one of the homies to go to Moss Ass. I know one thing. We're going to see some ass today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when you guys left uh, your party, uh, Silbeth and Wendell, at the Hillside Inn, you knew that they were going to go off in search of a room because you knew Batima didn't have any vacancies. But you don't know where they went. I wonder if the Impossibilist might have seen them walking out. Because he he was kind of, like, close to the end, I think. So we could start by asking him. Wasn't he gone when we passed by his stall again? When you guys came out of a land called Tans, you noticed that he was gone. Uh, Yeah. We could go around and just look inside of random taverns to see if we spot them. You want to start with the busy one? I mean, it's next door. It's right. Yeah, who knows? Maybe they got in a fight. Maybe that's what's happening. We need to rush in there and save them. That sounds like our guys, potentially. Yeah. You walk over to the, the front door, and there are a couple of windows, but they're obscured by dark curtains, so you can't see in. Do you open the door? Yeah. Yes. All right. You s- swing the door open, and you're hit by a, a stinky cloud of of smoke, tobacco smoke, wood smoke, food being burned. You're not really sure. It hits you and it burns your eyes at first. You look inside and this tavern is fairly large and there are a lot of people in this place. These folks are grizzled (laughs) and it's not a lunchtime crowd. This is a we're going to get drunk and it doesn't matter what time of day it is crowd. I don't know if I can even get drunk. We could always try, but is there yeast and beer? Yeah, I'd have to have something else, I think. We need to get you a stiffer shot. Uh, there's this thing called Brakila back home. It makes the best nights and the worst nights. We should try to get a shot. I should try that, yeah. <laughs> now behind the bar is this towering, pot-bellied, white-fleshed dragonborn. He's wearing a matching two-piece maroon-colored tunic and breeches outfit. The material seems fuzzy and fleecy. It's what I would describe in contemporary lingo as a tracksuit. Hey, Barky, two things. One, can I get two shots of tequila for me and my pal here? And two, have you seen a wombat folk come in here anytime recently? Hey, hey, look at this big guy, huh? You, you new in town, huh? Oh, yep, fresh off the boat, if you will. Uh, I'm uh, Bonnie DePain. You can also call me Ice Throat. Ice Throat the Slab Monsoon, sorry. It's a long moniker. I'm a pro wrestler, soon to be the greatest of all time. This here's my pal Clubhead. Point the Clubhead. Hello. Hey, look at you, guy. Oh, what's wrong with you? You got some kind of fungus growing on you there, buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, well, um, yes. Uh, the fungus is me, and I am the fungus. Uh, hey, fellas. I'm the, look, I'm the world-famous Don Goose. This is my place. Uh, greasy Lizard. Come on in. Hey. Have a seat. I guess yourself some bricadis. Uh, I'm going to bring it right over to you, okay? Okay. Uh, yeah, make make sure mine has the least yeast possible. <laughs> hey, guys, settle down, huh? Okay. And he stumbles over to a row of bottles. You're not exactly sure that he understood what you ordered, Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> Sounded like he said he was going to get you a couple of bricottis. I don't know what that is. I, I heard the brie and I was like, it can't be too far different from home. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes back to you after a moment and he's got two tin cups that are full of a greenish liquid. Oh, oh interesting. You said your name was uh, Don House, sir? Yeah, my name is Don Goose. 
The famous Don Goose. Don Goose. Yeah. The famous Don Goose. What are you famous for, Don Goose? I'm famous for kicking ass down here, you know. Oh, you're a bruiser. I mean, if you gotta, if you gotta ask, if you gotta ask what Don Goose is famous for, then you gotta learn what Don Goose is famous for, buddy. Hey, now listen, I'm down for a tussle. Don't once again, soon to be the world's premier pro wrestler. Now we can tussle, but first two things. One, have you seen a wombat with a kind of snakeish person? <laughs> Sad looking. Hey. Like, not like her clothes, but like her demeanor. She's not the happiest human. She just married a partner. This ain't no sad place for sad people, okay, buddy? Oh. You're looking for Wombat, you go over to the hillside and you speak with Batama. Hey. Uh, no, d- different different Wombat folk. He, he's, he's a man. He's got a top hat. Yeah. Wendell, you seen him? All right, settle down, baby. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, Wombat folk. Uh, yeah. No, I don't see nobody like that. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to drink this. Yep, likewise. Whatever it is. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. All right. You slug down this slick green liquid. Give me constitution saving throws, both of you. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, I can get drunk. Yay. Hopefully. Uh, I had a 15. And I got an 8. <laughs> okay, Bunny, you slug this stuff down, and while it is not brachila, it is similar in some ways because it's alcohol and it's a high-potency alcohol. Sure. It has a medicinal quality to it, and it <laughs> burns going down. <laughs> Clubhead, you immediately sense that this is going to damage the fungus uh, th- that makes up your your entire being, so you have to purge this out. Ah, okay. Um, I point my head towards the center of the room okay. and unhinge my jaw and just projectile vomit all of it as quickly as I can. Do you look first or do you just let this happen? I just let it happen. I don't, I don't have time to look. In fact, I close my eyes. <laughs> as uh, Bunny, as you take a deep breath, uh, as you brace yourself after this shot, you turn, you see Clubhead uh, projectile vomit a stream of this greenish goo uh, onto a patron sitting at a table. Oh. And you realize this is the guy from the Hillside Inn. <laughs> that guy who was all upset about oh. the birds. <laughs> of course. And he stands up and this guy's already drunk and uh-huh. he's looking to scrap. So I need you both to roll initiative. <laughs> oh, boy. oh no. Let's get to it. Yes, sir. I rolled a 14. I rolled a natural one. I got a four. Well, that tracks because you're vomiting. So that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) He's dizzy right now. That first shot, man. So, Bunny, as this man gets vomited on and jumps up in his chair, the chair skitters back behind and falls over. Don Goose seems to be surprised by this turn of events. (laughs) And this guy is giving off the vibe that he is going to take a swing at... Clubhead, regardless of what the situation is. Oh. But you get the drop on him. Sure. So uh, one of the things about Bunny DePayne is that you have an unarmed fighting style that can work in some really cool ways. You can just swing on the guy. You can you know, try to grapple him. All right. You have some pro wrestling moves that work when you grapple. You have some pro wrestling moves that work when you have grappled someone and have them restrained. So what do you want to do? I should still have the shot glass. I'm not trying to like just slap him on the side of the head with the. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I rolled a 23. That is a hit as the cup slams into the side of the guy's head. Oh, yeah. He's definitely been stunned by this, uh, but he's not unconscious by any stretch. Sure. You can tell he's, you know, he's a pretty big guy. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to take a little bit more than this to, to bring him to heal, but <laughs> he now focuses his attention on you. Awesome. <laughs> he pulls a dagger. Oh, we can. Oh, all right, all right. Let's get frisky. He's bringing a dagger to a shot fight. <laughs> what is your armor class, Bunny? Uh, my armor class is 15. The way he wields this dagger, you can tell he's no stranger to doing violence. And as he quickly pokes the dagger at you with his left hand, you try to deflect, but it's no use. You feel the cold sting of steel as this guy puts a little hole in Bunny to paint. Ah. It's not nothing. It's four hit points of damage. Ooh, what a crusty minx. Oh. Ah! 
Ooh. Ooh. Oh, now see, I've had a hardcore match in about eight months. <laughs> I've been ready to whoop some ass. All right, buddy. Let's get to it. All right, Clubhead, you come to your senses as the remnants of this shot drip off your chin. Oh, gosh. Uh, what do you do? My friend, he just got, he, you just got stabbed. Buddy, no. Um, I will pull out my quarterstaff and as a bonus action, cast Shillelagh. And then I will smack this dude with my fungalized staff. Oh, okay. Oh no, I only got a nine. Today's not my day. How did you miss that? Describe how Clubhead misses this shot. He pulls out the staff and he covers it in fungus, but the fungus is still reacting to all the horrible absinthe or whatever the heck I just drank. <laughs> and uh, and it, it just doesn't work. Like uh, the fungus is just dying and dripping off of my staff. The bones, the oh, bones. <laughs> and, and this guy is still coming at you. Yeah. Bunny, as you are uh, setting up your, your next move, Don Goose is going to get involved in some way. What do you do? I look over at Don Goose and I'll say, Hey, where I'm from, we either fight with the same weapons or not at all. Are you gonna just let this man pull a knife? After hearing your compelling words and seeing that things are getting out of hand, Don Goose quickly comes over and stands in between the two of you and says, Hey! Ain't nobody fighting my place till sundown, okay? Settle down, baby! <laughs> <laughs> that stops this other guy in his tracks. In fact, stops the whole room. Oh, man, <laughs> Don is a bad man. It's deathly quiet in there. What do you do, Clubhead? I put my staff away and I say, um, I'm sorry for vomiting on you, sir. Please accept this good fungus. I pull one of my good berries out of my body and offer it to him. He looks at you. The The vomit is, you know, kind of trickling down his uh, leather armor. <laughs> and he takes a big, deep breath. He's got some blood on the side of his head from where... Uh, Bunny smashed his mug into him. <laughs> he reaches out and he takes the good mushroom from you. And he looks at it. He drops it on the ground. And he says, I don't like you. <laughs> I didn't like you the first time I saw you. I don't like you now. Oh, well, um, maybe the third time you see me, you'll like me. You know, as they say back home, the third impression is the best impression, <laughs> sir. He's, he's not having it. <laughs> He looks over at Don Goose, and Don Goose says, Alphonse, Alphonse, go find yourself a place to sit down somewhere else, baby. I'll get you something to drink, okay, buddy? Uh-huh. And Alphonse wanders deeper into the bar. He's stewing about this situation, but uh, he he relents his attack. Don Goose turns to you guys. Hey, 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 hey. You're coming to my place. You start something. You're going to start something. I'll finish it, okay? You know what? You're right, sir. Uh, I start, uh, head motioning to club head to head towards the door. I pull out one of my, uh, 517 gold. I just put it on the counter, like, for all your troubles, uh, thanks for getting this stopped before it got too crazy. We'll get out of your hair, sir. And then I start headed towards the door. <laughs> he reaches down, he picks up the gold piece that you've paid him for these two mystery shots, and, uh, his tone changes. He says, Hey, big spender. Hey, big spender. You come back anytime now, huh? You bring your friend with you. You bring, you bring all your friends. Come and see me sometime, okay? You, you know what I will? And also, if you're, <laughs> would you ever want to do potentially like a little bit of freelance uh, mercenary work if someone had the uh, pockets to pay? You go. You gonna be mercenary? You what? Oh, oh, no, we just might need a bodyguard, let's say, uh, if we get into a scrap. Uh, would you be open to the idea of a little, you know, pay for play? Hey, no, baby, I run this place. Here's my joint. This is Don Goose, world-famous Don Goose. This is a greasy lizard. The greasy lizard. I run this place. I don't do no mercenary no more. Uh, but 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 there's a lot of mercenaries that uh, come here, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of people come in this place all the time. Okay. Well, maybe we come back and, uh, and hire some of them. Right, Bunny? This sounds like a, a beautiful situation. Yeah. Hey, Don, keep the lights on, sir. I point as I backwards out the door to the bar. <laughs> Tell your friends! Tell your friends! As the door closes behind you. Well, Bunny, I think I might be drunk. The first drunk is always the toughest. Listen, I remember I puked once on my mentor's, his, his most 
favorite jumpsuit. Oh, boy, I took a beating for a whole week. Don't worry about it. Should we try Hillside and see if maybe she knows where they went? Just then, a small child comes running up to you, holding a, a, a piece of paper in his hand. He says, hey, mister, hey, mister, it's the Merchant Harbor Gazette, fresh off the press. Here you go. And he gives it to you. And then he holds his hand out. Uh, I just slap him five. Thanks, little man. Oh. And then he wanders <laughs> off. Uh, well, uh, we'll take a look at the uh, the Gazette. But maybe this paper will tell us where Wendell and Silbeth went. It says the third annual Merchant Harbor Corn Cob Ball scheduled for this Saturday has been canceled. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> uh, friends of the corn president, Spidey Mouse, cites a raging case of corn smut as the reason for. I look at Clubhead. Um, you're kind of more plant than anything. What the hell is corn smut, buddy? Well, when a man corn loves a lady corn, <laughs> sometimes they engage in... Uh, wait, no, sorry. Corn smut is a fungus. Oh, well, see? That's why I needed you. <laughs> uh, the rest of it goes, ticket refunds will not be given as the money was already spent on potions and lotions. All right. All I'm saying is we might have to go to the next um, yeah. corn festival because we that sounds amazing. Yeah, th- that does sound like fun. I've heard corn smut is a, is a wonderfully nice fungus that has all sorts of great oh, yeah. stories and anecdotes. <laughs> I pass him the paper and I'm like, any other stories in here seem important to you, pal? Uh, this one could be interesting. It's, it's a letter to the editor, okay, and it says, I'm terribly concerned about the rot grub farm to the southeast of Merchant Harbor. Okay. I've seen those things strip a horse down to nothing but bone. I understand the farmer in question hasn't had any serious incidents, but it's only a matter of time. Rot grubs are the product of rot flies, and if one of those things get loose, we're all done for. Signed, The Wizard Weary. He's kind of got a point. Most, Most of the time, people who write to the editor, I feel like they're nitpicky. But if it's stripping horses down to the bone, yeah, uh, the leadership in this town, brother, we might have to run for office after the whole thing said and done. They need to get this place in shape. Th- this place is a mess. I mean, did you just see the greasy lizard? I got stabbed five minutes ago. Nobody in this place is running any kind of like lawful situation. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, at Rokan's respite, Wendell and Silbeth have arrived and have arranged lodging. You guys worked out a deal with Rokan, Raskog, the half-elf, grizzled half-elf, covered in tattoos and probably full (laughs) of stories about life on the road as a uh, tour manager for the Bulet Boys. He has uh, given you a deal for three nights, for two rooms, you're all set. Uh, Wendell, at one point, maybe you're curiosity got the better of you and you wandered off leaving Silbeth to hang out and listen to Rokan's stories where did you go? I heard a strange ticking noise oh. coming from a nearby building ah yes it's driving me crazy what is that? I must find out you exit Rokan's respite and you walk up the street a little bit and you come to a, a modest stone building it has a, a large wooden door on the front of it, and two large windows that are obscured on the inside by thick burgundy-colored curtains. There is a small sign hanging above the door that reads, Representative on Premises During Business Hours. The phrase is repeated in multiple languages, Elvish, Gnomish, Dwarvish, Halfling, Orc, Giant. There is a small sign on this heavy wooden door that reads, Closed. But you can hear the ticking coming from behind that door. It's very subtle, but that frequency is easy for you to hear. Give me a perception check. 20. Oh my gosh. You detect an, an aroma of exotic spices hits you, and it's coming from this building. Mm, yes, that smells good. You look in those gaps between the curtains, rows of tiny wooden drawers bearing shiny brass knobs, and these drawers are attached to the walls as far as you can see. You can't see very far into it. Uh, you also notice that it looks like there are tiny little bits of paper that are tied to some of the drawers, but that's the extent of what you can see. Meanwhile, Bunny and Clubhead 
as you're discussing what you're going to do and where you're going to go, you're going to go back to the Hillside Inn and look for your party members. You see Wendell. He's down the street standing in front of this building and he's looking in the windows. Is that Wendell? Wendell! I I yell across the (laughs) lots. Oh, hey, Bunny. Dude. You guys, get over here. There's walls full of drawers. Oh, okay. (laughs) On the way. Yeah, I'll be right there. I'm a a bit drunk. I might stumble with it. (laughs) I got a little bit of blood loss, but it's all good. Oddly enough, Clubhead is walking uh, with more fluidity than he usually does. He's usually quite herky-jerky, but he's drunk, so he he walks uh, with a bit more... Like swagger. Yeah, he walks with a bit more swagger. He's he's not as creepy when he walks when he's drunk. <laughs> I'm less creepy when I'm drunk. That's awesome. Very rare. Where have you been, Wendell? What have you been up to? Oh my gosh, I feel like it's been years since I've seen you. Oh wow, you uh, you look you look uh, you look different somehow. You seem uh, more confident and more more interesting. That's fun. Where you've never had uh, booze before? No, today was my first time imbibing alcohol, and it was great. I vomited all over the sky, and then and then Buddy threw a glass in his face. And then he stabbed him. Look, he's got a stab wound right there. Right here, man. And you know how hard it's going to be to find a good tailor in this town? It's going to be terrible. <laughs> but where's Silbeth? Oh, Silbeth is back at the place. Oh, we found a place to stay, and <gasps> we've already paid for it. Or at least, I think we paid for it. Silbeth paid for it? I think we need to make some money. Oh. In any case, I'm sorry you got stabbed. I <laughs> fell out of a tree on my head. Oh, dear. That's been a tough going for for the team. Sheesh. Yeah. Oh, speaking of tough goings, um, apparently we owe a hundred gold for Clubhead because he was a stowaway, and if we don't do that, murder might happen. A hundred gold? We could barely even afford the couple of gold to stay at, at the, yeah. uh, the place that we're staying at, which is called... The Rokan's R- 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 respite. Wait, did you say you what? Where did you go? Well, we met up with um a land. You remember that um like woman when we first got off the ship who was like kind of mean and really didn't like Clubhead. Yeah. She pulls us aside after we met this like bad, impossible magician dude. He's terrible, terrible with riddles. Anyways, so we she brings it to her her boss. And so we either we can pay a hundred gold, which that sounds like a lot of gold. I don't personally want to bet. Um, but we can go get a hundred bottles of beer yeah. from Moss Ass, and then we can go put the beer in a thing for the guy. Right. So, yeah. would you like to go to Moss Ass with us? <laughs> instead of getting the go- wait, Moss Ass. Moss Ass is in the Moistlands. <laughs> oh, let me let me let me explain. Yeah, go ahead. You got this. So I owe a hundred gold to a lad called Tan because I was a stowaway. And he also murdered my entire family by burning up the barrel which I left my fungus family in. And that made me very upset. But he said that he would forgive the debt if we get a hundred bottles of beer for a beer barian named Skull. And the way we could get those bottles of beer is to go to Mossass, who lives in the swamp. Yeah, you need the empty bottles. You don't need bottles of beer. You need bottles for the beerbarian to put his beer in them right. to bottle them. Right. Uh, empty bottles of beer. Yes. Empty bottles of beer. That doesn't, I mean, uh, wow, that sounds challenging in some ways, but not so challenging in others, depending on <laughs> how we try to transport the bottles. I don't know. It sounds iffy. You guys didn't go to the Greasy Lizard, did you? The sheriff told us to stay away from there. Funny enough. <laughs> oh, no, that's where he got stabbed. Oh, no. Well, no wonder you got stabbed. Yeah. We met, we met Don Goose. Yeah, I mean, hey, but they got some pretty decent booze besides the vomiting part. It was okay. That's that's a lot of fun. Do you hear that ticking noise? Do, is anyone else hearing that? Give me perception checks, guys. 23. 17. Yeah, you do. I have to find out what that is. It's coming from inside here. Hey, hello, representative. Representative on premises. Do you knock on the door at all? Or? I just scream. <laughs> I knock on the door. Screaming doesn't work. <laughs> Nothing happens. Uh, you knock on the door, Bunny, and you wait, and you wait, and... Nothing happens. Can you see inside? Look, look, there's drawers. They they cover the walls. Hey. The ticking's coming from in there. I have to get in. What, what, why do you care so much about the ticking? I need to know what it is. Don't you ever just find yourself obsessed with knowing what something is? 
Once you've become focused on it? No, can't say that I have. It's probably because you're drunk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. okay. Can I try the door? Just the doorknob, just to see maybe? Sure. I'll, I'll try the door. It is locked. Uh, I was hoping there was an open door policy. Is there a sign or anything? Yeah, so, so the sign above the door reads, representative on premises during business hours. And the sign that is attached to the front door says closed. It doesn't say when the business hours are? No. Wow. This whole town, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> is there any openings anywhere, even like the smallest little opening? Like, let's just say that I wanted to cast a mage hand. Oh. Do I have to? Can I cast it through a window? Good question. You can cast Mage Hand to appear at a point that you choose that's close enough to you, and you could make this hand appear inside this room. I'm going to try it. You cast Mage Hand, which is a cantrip, and it's one of those spells that you have written down as a spell scroll multiple, multiple, multiple times. You cast it. You see your spectral floating wombat hand floating in the middle of the room. Uh, there's no way I could go up to the back of the door and like find the doorknob because I can't really feel with the hand. Right, and you can't see the rest of the room. You can only see like the wall with the drawers and the shelf. So that's where the hand is. Okay. The ticking, can I determine uh, if it's coming from somewhere I could reach with the mage hand? Give me a perception check. Five. It's tough to tell where in the room it's coming from. It could be coming from a clock on the wall that you can't see. It's uh... This seems like maybe it's not quite legal, what you're doing. What? I'm just trying to determine where the ticking is coming from. I have no ill intent. We also met with the mayor of the town, and he kind of took a shining to us. You know, we could just, like, ask him about the door. Unless it has to be right now. I mean, I suppose I could wait. It we could t ask the mayor. Well, but he, you think he would know what it is? Probably. At, at least he would know what the store's hours are. Yeah, we could find someone who knows the store's hours and then come back. Uh, yeah. I would hope so. Okay. It's really important, though. We have to do that, okay? We can't forget. Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, let me take you back to... Or wait, are we going to go back to the Rokans to... Uh, do you have anything you want to drop off before we head out to the swamp? I don't want to drop off anything, but you brought up a good point. Carrying a hundred bottles, even if they're empty bottles of beer. Can I find that girl who kind of like traveled with us to like kind of use our pack person? Yeah, the uh, sturdy farm girl who pulled that cart. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's probably down near the stables and Rokan's respite's not far from there. Okay, I, I, I want to do that just because otherwise we're going to have to carry them. Yeah. And which means I'll have to carry them. So if we get attacked, I'll be kind of bummed. Yeah, you should also stop at Rokan's respite to get Silva. Yeah, don't we... Uh... Didn't we have a fourth uh, person here with us? Yes, we did. Whoa. She made like a cloud of darkness. Yeah. Sad Silbeth. She awaits us back at Rokan's. Let's head back. Okay. Sad Sil. Sad Sil. Rokan's respite is quite a bit different than the greasy lizard. It's much smaller and darker because there's fewer windows and there's no smoke in the air. I mean, there's a little bit of smoke in the air, but it's not as bad as it was at the greasy lizard. You walk in and the bar stool where Silbeth was sitting is empty. And behind the bar, Rokan is washing the mug that she was using. Rokan looks up from washing his mug and uh, he says, Oh, there he is, hey, there's Wendell the Wombat. What can I do for you? Uh, have you seen Silbeth? Uh, did she go upstairs? Oh, no, just a little bit after you walk out the door. Roger came in and he was looking for Silbeth. He said that she was needed urgently back at the Me Bay Beachside Estate. Something wrong with a Buttercup or something. Oh, wow. Anyway, she took off out of here with uh, with Roger. That sounds incredibly serious. I suppose we better let Sil Silbeth deal with it. Yeah. All right, thanks. Thank you. We're gonna we're going to head down to the stables. Uh, we'll be back later tonight, hopefully, to spend our first night here. Oh, going down to the stables, are you? What you where you get where you headed? Uh, we're going into the swamp. We're gonna meet Mossas. Yeah. You're going down to the moistlands, eh? Yeah, the moistlands. Gonna see Mossas. Yeah. Wait, why? <laughs> why is it funny? Uh, be careful of Mossas. Why is that? Why should we? Have you heard about him? Is, are they a cool guy, bad guy? Well, he's a bit hes a bit broken up in the mind, he is. Thinks he's some sort of uh, 
apothecary, but he's, uh, well, you'll see for yourself. He's gone mad a little bit. Anyway, don't drink any of his potions. Okay. Is he dangerous? Nah, I don't think he's dangerous at all, but I'll tell you what is dangerous. You get down in the moist lands, you stay away from that rock grub farm. We just read about that in the paper. Yeah, the wizard Weary told us they was dangerous. Yeah, those rock grubs, boy, they'll get at you. I was fought five rock grubs. I was on tour with the Bulette boys, and uh, we stumbled across a, a, a swarm of rock grubs. They was gnawing on a oxen that had fallen off the side of the road. Now, if you come into contact with those uh, rock grubs, you got to burn them off with fire. Mm, fire. Excellent. Yeah. Do any of us have fire? No. Uh, nope. I don't typically carry fire around. Uh, I don't have the best history with it myself. <laughs> anyway, I'll be on the lookout for you later tonight. Uh, remember, Argus Hawk Song's putting on another show. Oh, yeah, Argus. Some banging tunes. Yeah, he's supposed to be really good. I can't wait to come back. We'll have something more to drink. You'll like that, Clubhead. Ooh. Bye. We'll listen to some good music. Yeah. All right, let's go get those beer bottles so we can have a, a fun time. You head down to the stables, and a, a young farm boy is running the show down there. It's not a very busy place. And uh, as you come in, you do see there are a couple of carts, much like the one you used to get to Me Bay Beachside Estates in the first place, kind of lined up there against the uh, building. And the young boy says, oh, what can I help you guys with? Well, we're going down to the Mosslands. So we're going to the Moistlands to be with Moss Ass. And we're going to have to carry back a hundred uh, empty bottles. So we need something to carry a hundred empty bottles in. If you got like a cart or someone who could actually push the cart that would come along with us. Ah, I, you know, I can rent you one of these wagons. Uh, you you pull it, you know, by yourself. I, I don't want to rent you an oxen because... You're going to the moist lands. It's kind of a dangerous place. Um, I'll rent you a cart for uh, two silver. Oh, uh, we only have gold. How many golds make a silver? Ten. Ten silver and a gold, sir. Uh, oh. oh uh, does anyone have any money? <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly flush from my wrestling career. So, I'm, listen, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hand you this one gold, right? We get four free carts going forward. Is that fair? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, if I'm working, uh, yeah, I'll take care of you. Five carts. See, this is why we bring the smart guy. <laughs> why don't we each take a cart? Uh, that way we have extras. Wait, how many carts do, are we going to need? Seems like the 100 bottles will fit in one cart, right? Yeah. Am I wrong about this? No. Is there a merchant nearby? We actually should pick up some torches before we leave. Oh, I got some torches. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. perfect. Uh, how much for a torch? Ah, copper. All right. How many golds in a copper? Oh, oh boy. Oh, well, there's ten <laughs> copper and a silver. Of course, ten silver and gold, like I said. So, oh. anyway, just take the torches. <laughs> it's really not worth my time to talk about it. Do you have anything else uh, for sale that we could finish off that one gold with? <laughs> I could give you a shoulder massage. Oh, perfect. Okay, yeah, please. I, I actually am a little uh, down on my health. I could use it. Get the, I got a kink in my neck from where I fell on my head. Yeah, he fell from a tree, so... Oh, geez. Yeah, you could tell. He cares for livestock because he gives you a loving Wagyu beef deep tissue massage. <laughs> Wait, Wagyu beef tip? Yeah, he, well, like Kobe beef, you know, because they, they massage the cows. That's how it gets so tender. Right. This is, I don't understand the words. He's a young farm kid. He's taking care of you. You're akin to livestock because you're covered with fur. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. He's got sturdy hands, you know? You're looking more and more delicious. Do I get any hit points back? You get one hit point back. Ooh. Yes. Um, almost at full. <laughs> well, that was fun for me. I, I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You're very good at that. I, I wouldn't have... Uh, I'll be back. I have one serious question. Yes. How far away uh, is the Moistlands? You should be able to get there in three hours. Oh, that's not very far at all. You know what? Let's hit it. I'll toss them the gold. What time of day is it? Just after lunch, so about one o'clock. Hmm. Do we want to be coming home at night? You should be able to get there, deal with your stuff, and then get back before sundown. Okay. Let's get the hell going. You should be able to. Who's going to pull the cart? Uh, ooh, do we draw straws or get in the bag, boys? Let's. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I could pull in when we first got here because I was exhausted. So this time around, ah, uh, stretch out a little bit. 
Everybody strapped in. Oh, we're ready. I think we should probably do a short rest since you got stabbed and you fell on your head. I did get stabbed. That's true. Yeah, that would work. You guys could easily get a short rest and still leave with plenty of time. Okay. To get back before sundown, unless... Yeah, unless... Something happens. Which nothing will, right? Right. I don't know. <laughs> could we trade off pulling in? Yes, you and Clubhead could rest in the cart while Bunny pulls the cart, but Bunny's the one with the stab wound. Is it possible to rest in the cart? Sure. Yeah, you could work that out. Each of you could pull the cart for an hour. Uh, could we, both of us, pull the cart at some point and allow him a short rest? Nice. Very nice. Yes. Teamwork. So we're on the way, taking our individual naps. That's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Yes. You're on the south side of town as you leave, and there is a sign with an arrow that points to the moist lands, the swamps to the southeast of Merchant Harbor. As you walk, it becomes apparent that this road doesn't see a whole lot of traffic. There are ruts from occasional carts that are pulled by oxen, and there's hoof prints from horses, but this is a road less traveled. Farm fields and homesteads speckle the surroundings, but after you walk for a couple of miles, they become fewer and farther between. The elevation changes a bit as the trail descends into a swampier area. Clumps of reeds grow in thick patches along the road, and the surrounding ground is spongy and wet. You start to see clouds of gnats kind of forming above the wet ground, and you start to hear the croaking of bullfrogs ringing out from underneath the cover of ferns and other vegetation. This is about an hour into your journey. Who's pulling the cart first? I think we started pulling the cart so that Bunny could rest. So, Bunny, go ahead and do your short rest business. Hey, I got all of them back. Sweet. Nice. Who's pulling the cart in the second go? I want to go last just in case something pops out at us. Okay. So, who's pulling it? Uh, Well, I, I, I was assuming it was both me and Wendell, because uh, I don't know about Wendell, but my strength is eight. Well, my, yeah, my strength is 13, but I'm small. Oh, then you know what? I can take the last two hours, man. It's all good. I got the last two hours. It's light work. Bunny, give me a constitution saving throw. 14. You are totally up for the task. You're good. Hey. As you continue down this path, it's not really much of a road, Wendell and Clubhead, you're sitting in the back of the wagon as Bunny has taken over pulling it. Uh, you notice that the vegetation around you has become thicker and lusher and denser. It approaches the sides of the road in a lot of places, and the canopy of the trees overhead is a lot thicker, too. You see Spanish moss hanging in long clumps like old gray beards, obscuring the light and creating ghostly shadows where beams do make it through. Everybody give me a perception check. 18. 22. 21. Oh, wow. You guys are on the ball, man. Nothing's getting past you. Dragonflies buzz past your head, Bunny, but it doesn't <laughs> concern you. You are on the job pulling this cart. There are wagon ruts here. Like, you can tell somebody has pulled something through here not long ago, but it's difficult work. Wendell, you notice a kind of a sulfurous odor. Give me a nature check. 20. This reminds you of creatures that you have read about. There are creatures that can spit fire, and they often smell sulfurous because of the chemicals they use to make that happen. Hey, guys, I smell like a sort of sulfury smell. There could be a fire creature nearby. Oh, no. Oh, maybe we should stop for a moment and try to sniff it out. Clubhead, the thing that you notice is alongside the road, there is stagnant water sort of pooled up. And on the edge, far edge of the stagnant water, you see a hole in the ground. And you recognize the footprints around that hole as belonging to rats. <gasps> oh, Wendell? Well, I don't know what's scarier, the hypothetical fire creatures or those rat tracks by that hole. Oh, wow, rat tracks, too. We are really in a mess. And probably rot grubs around somewhere. It's getting moist in here. Yeah, and like my feet on the road, no one likes a damn sock, and I'm getting damn sock, fellas. This whole place is just grody. <laughs> yeah, your, your feet are wet, man. <laughs> now, the question is, if we're smelling a fire creature, and rot grubs are, like, allergic to fire, so to speak, would they be in the same area? I wonder if Moss ass did... He liked to dabble, right? He was. He thinks he's an apothecary. Do you think he could be creating 
The sulfur smell? That could be... Yeah, that's a great point, actually. Maybe we should follow the smell of the sulfur. Maybe. Yeah, based on the info that you were given when you asked where to find moss ass down in the moist lands, it'll be a, probably another hour and a half walk before you get to the little offshoot path where you can go to his shack. You guys said that you were going to pause for a minute to kind of come up with a plan. Uh, is that still the case? Y- yes. All yeah. right. So is Bunny still going to continue to pull the cart? And if so, yeah. is are one or both of you going to be on guard watching for things? Yes. Like sentinels. Swampy sentinels. I can walk out in front of Bunny and I can use my stick to poke the ground in front of me to make sure that uh, there aren't any holes that he's going to fall into. Ah, excellent. How far off are you going to walk? Uh, far enough so that something would encounter you first, maybe give them time to not be surprised? Yeah, or? mostly, uh, I don't want to be too far ahead, but like, maybe like 10 feet out ahead of them. All right, that works. So you continue on down the path, Clubhead leading the way by a distance, and Bunny pulling the cart, Wendell in the back of the cart, standing up, watching for anything that might be dangerous in front of them. Clubhead, as you're poking your stick into the ground and watching the underbrush, give me a perception check. Thirteen. You hear the sound of squeaking. <gasps> a lot of squeaking. Rats! Something's headed your way, and it's there's a lot of them. My arch nemesis. Let's get it. Everybody roll initiative. I got a sixteen. I got a 14. I did a natural one. (laughs) Wendell, what is your intention? Can I tell, how windy is it, first of all? You know, the air in in the moist lands is very still. There's hardly any air movement. Okay, and can I tell where the rat swarm is coming from, like here? In front of you, generally, uh, there could be more than one swarm of rats, and they're all in front of you headed your way. And are they coming down the path? They're converging onto the path. So if I cast Fog Cloud where I think the rats are, I wonder if that would work on them. They kind of probably use, they don't, they probably use their noses, so that probably wouldn't really do anything. As a creature that uses his nose a lot, that makes sense. How high is the cart off the ground? Can the rats actually get in the cart? It's about two feet off the ground. Uh, They may not be able to get into the cart, no. You guys, get in the cart. Hop in the cart. I shout get in the cart and I prepare my sling to strike the first rat that I see. Clubhead, you hear Wendell offer getting in the cart as a solution. What do you do? Well, can I tell where it's coming from? Like a hole or from the underbrush? From the underbrush in general, in front of you, all across the path. No. There could be multiple swarms of rats headed your way. (laughs) Okay. Well, I yell out uh, to the gang to, to warn them. Yeah, I'll run back and hop in the cart. Bunny, you also hear the squeaking, and now Clubhead has warned you that rat swarms are headed your way. What do you do? I drop the cart, and I pull out my club seat, because I'm going to be whacking them. Uh, I'm in the cart as well. All right, just as your other foot leaves the ground, two swarms of rats burst out of the undergrowth, and they run right underneath the cart. They don't pay you any mind. After a few seconds... They're gone into the undergrowth behind the cart. Holy crap, Wendell. Good call. Oh, wow. That was wild. I wonder why those rats are in such a hurry. Uh, maybe we should get out of here. Because <laughs> whatever scared them. Yeah. Do we hear any more rats coming, or do they just, is it just receding now? Everybody give me a perception check. 17. 13. 10. As you look around trying to you know, figure out, is there more rats? Everything's so very quiet and still, eerily so. So we're about an hour and a half out, give or take, by the directions. Do we wait to come back when we're at full strength? Maybe we should run. I don't want to have to pay 100 gold. I don't want to spend the night in the, in the moist lands. That's true. No, definitely not. Just then, as you're discussing this, a bolt of fire screams past Wendell's head, narrowly missing his top hat. It's coming from the swamp where the rats emerged. Something was chasing them. Holy smokes. This is why I suggested running. Do do we agree? Can we go or do we have to have a discussion? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, buddy, pull us, pull the cart. Run. 
right, we're cheesing it. I hop down and I book it as hard as I can with the cart. Now, are you running forward on the on the path toward Moss Ass, or are you turning around and following the rats? It it sounds like we want to rat it out, so I'm probably turning around. Unless you guys don't want to go for it, we can't stay here. Is what I know for sure. Do we try to just push through? Oh, we should. I think we should. I mean, let, where did the bolt of, of fire come from? It was coming from the swamp area. He's blocking our path. I say we take him down, guys. Yeah, whatever. Whatever it is, we can do it, right? <laughs> now we we already we hopped into the cart and told you to to charge forward with us in the cart. Then fuck it, let's buck it, baby. Yeah. Do it. Bunny, you're charging forward, headlong into danger as another firebolt screams past your head, missing you. Oh, boy. You continue on. Give me a constitution saving throw. You're putting your all into this. I mean, that's a five, so that's half something, but... <laughs> oh, thick and deep into the muck and the mud as the cart is not behaving itself. You take a level of exhaustion as you're charging forward through the muck, pulling with sheer power alone. Turns out you're not great at this cart pulling thing. I was fired into the fireballs, damn it! <laughs> Clubhead and Wendell, give me dexterity saving throws because Bunny is pulling this cart over big clumps of soggy, muddy turf. Nine. Five. You both fall out of the back of the cart, landing on your backs in the mud. <laughs> but does Bunny notice? I don't know. Give me an intelligence check. I got this. A zero. Oh, <laughs> Bunny, you don't even notice they fell out of the wagon. He's just screaming as he runs forward. <laughs> and we're like, ah, stop, Bunny. Bunny. Yeah, I love it. Episode 15 of the Valley of Green Gold. So many questions to be answered. What is shooting firebolts at these guys from the swamp? Where is Silbeth? What's going on with her? And what is Moss Ass's deal? Is Moss Ass the one? And this rot grub situation? Anyway, you'll find out more about all of it in the next couple of episodes. If you would like to support Rated RPG, we would be so grateful if you did. Go to RatedRPGPodcast.com, click the Support Rated RPG tab at the top of the page, and if you want to become a patron, you can do that for $5 a month if you want, or even less. You, you tell us what you would like to support us with, and we would be very, very grateful. Thanks to Danny Bell, Banana Fish, and Ranger Ron for supporting Rated RPG. Here's to the members of the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade, Jerry Vite, Elizabeth Parcells, and Mage. Long live the GPB. There's a new fad that all the kids in Merchant Harbor are doing. It's called well diving, and apparently Jedi and Velociraptor heard about it, and you know those two. They're no stranger to the bucket of friends. They're more in than out. And after their unfortunate attempts at well diving, rest in peace. We'll get you resurrected again soon. On behalf of everyone around Ye Old Gaming Table, thank you for enjoying the Rated RPG Podcast.